you've come to the right place if you're looking to create, launch, and scale a high-value online training program. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of Lifter LMS, the most powerful learning management system for WordPress. Stay to the end. I've got something special for you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. I'm joined by a special guest. Her name is Christine Closer. You can find more about her at getyourbookdone.com. She also has a podcast by that name, Get Your Book Done. And then uh, if you're picking up what we're laying down here, go ahead and head over to freebookwritinghelp.com. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you so much, Chris. I'm excited to be here. I'm really excited to kind of nerd out with you today around course creation, about being an expert, about commitment and consistency. Um, Just to give us a snapshot of present moment, you have certain programs on your website. You've got course coaching. What is like kind of your program stack as an expert? Um, Well, the core program is Get Your Book Done. It's a course I developed in 2007 and 15 years later, um, we're basically still teaching the same course with, you know, little updates and additions over the years. Um, but we offer that program in a number of different tiers. We have an online version, which is just, you know, for the do-it-yourselfers out there. We have the online version with group coaching for the people who are like, well, like I want to do it, but I also have questions. So they get group coaching every week for six months to help them write their books. And then we have what's called the accelerator level program which is for the people who really want someone sort of holding their hand through the entire writing, publishing, and like into the marketing and launching the book process. That's the accelerator. And then we did, although I'm not really offering right now, is like a very high level select um, version of that program, which is where people get like one-on-one access to me as their mentor and coach throughout the year um, on that journey. So that's just... One course, 15 years old. That's awesome. So <laughs> what, happened, <laughs> what happened in 2007 or particularly before that, that led to this idea, and this is early days in the course creation space, that you wanted to make a course to help people write and publish a book? Well, it happened very organically. I actually didn't want to create a course to help people write their books. Um, it, I, it's my husband's fault. Right. 2002, we got married in 2001. So we're kind of, you know, newlyweds in that stage of our relationship. And um, we're at an event and we're hearing like Mark Victor Hansen and Robert Allen and all these people speak who have been like all over the New York Times bestseller list. And there was someone who spoke about how he interviewed all these different people and, you know, published a book and sold a lot of copies. And all of a sudden I feel the temperature of my husband's body like rise a couple degrees. And I'm like, what is going on? And he just looked at me, he's like, I'm going to write a book. Like, that's awesome. What's it going to be about? Right. He's like, well, I'm going to interview major league baseball players. Like this guy did and took all their wisdom and put it in one book. I'm like, that's great, honey. And I actually said, I think, you know, if you do that, I'll figure out how to publish it. Truth be told, I didn't think he'd do it. He didn't know any major league baseball players. He wasn't a major. He played in college, kept Barry Bonds to a second when he pitched against him when he was playing for Berkeley. But he didn't know anyone. He didn't know anyone who knew any major league ball players. And I'm like, yeah, what are the chances of that happening? Um, maybe not the most supportive wife, but 300 plus interviews later, um, he had his book. And I had to figure out how to get it published because he had, he literally interviewed ballplayers from all 30 major, major league teams. 
So I figured it out, published his book in 2004. That's the first time I published 18 years ago. And I was like, well, now that I figured it out, like, why don't I go to my network of amazing women that I know? And funny enough, I didn't pull this out on purpose, but I just pulled out. This is the, is like the very first copy of the book that I had. Um, My book published a week after his, and it was an anthology of 40 different women sharing their stories um, in inspiration to realization. And I was like, check, you know, becoming an author off the list. And we're having this conversation in 2022. So that wasn't the end of the game for me. Nice. And I, I can bridge the gap between like, how did I go from my husband's book and from my first book to. Yeah. You know, what happened there? Yeah. Um, well, what happened there was the first book that I ever published. We had a good publicist and she got the book featured in the print edition of Entrepreneur Magazine in the summer of 2005. And it was one of the top books that she, that entrepreneur magazine was recommending for women entrepreneurs to read that summer. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. But like all of a sudden, you know, all these other women from the networking group that I was founded and running in Los Angeles, like, when's the next one? I'm like, What? What do you mean next one? So I did a volume two, I did a volume three and people were having such profound experiences in writing their own chapter Like it was a really good way to get started and to feel themselves as an author and to build the courage and like the clarity of message to write something that was actually published, that was featured in a magazine, right? So over the course of those couple of years between 2004 and like mid 2007, not only were they asking me when I was doing my next anthology, but the people who had done the anthology started asking me, well, when, you know, can you help me write my own book? I was like, "Mm, no, I don't know. I don't do that. I don't, you know, two years later, um, I think finally in mid 2007, I was cornered by a couple of our authors from our anthology is like, please, 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 Christine, will you help me write my book? And I couldn't stop the yes that came out of my mouth. Right. It was like my mouth spoke before my brain had time to process. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to figure this out. So I went to my favorite spa here in Pennsylvania at the hotel Hershey. And I spent the day just, well, what I do if I were going to write a whole book and I created a process. Um, I secured the URL that day in 2007, getyourbookdone.com, um, which, you know, is kind of an insane URL. You'd never get that today. Um, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing this now. So we got our first group of, I think, seven authors into the program. And I taught people how to write a book and wrote my own book and here we are 15 years later, still doing it. So cool. So cool. Um, I'm going to kind of drill in around this, the expert out there or somebody that has an interest or a passion or whatever their niche is. Do you have, I, I know on your website, I, I, I'm a frameworks guy. So I see, I see a lot of structure and I saw that, you know, in, in your course, you help people overcome brain clutter, self-doubt and lack of time. And for like your husband and yourself and your clients or, or for you and your husband, it sounds like it started out with like kind of like an anthology slash interview series. If you could, if somebody, if you know, like somebody wants to write a book and maybe they're struggling with some of these things, should they maybe start with a, like a interview based, like anthology type or really just go all in on their own. Cause I mean, you get good research by doing all that, those interviews and anthology stuff, but, and maybe that's easier. Maybe that's harder. I don't know. Where do you recommend somebody start? 
it all depends on why, right? Yeah. Like, why are you actually going to do this book in the first place? Um, and knowing why you're doing the book in the first place is going to determine what might be the right strategy. You know, my husband, it was like straight divine inter intervention with him. You know, like, I'm going to do this book and I could see it on him. I'm like, something just happened to my husband over there. And like last week he was out at a high school talking about his book, right? The book came out in 2004. So obviously <laughs> it was the right topic, right thing. And, you know, that you just have a calling. Him. Some people just have yes. a calling. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And for me, I was like, well, why the heck not? And I don't, I don't even know how to write a whole thing. I don't think I have enough to say to fill a whole thing, but I've got this amazing organization of like 250 women entrepreneurs who we all have a little bit to say. So that was kind of like my approach. But when you look at the world of like expertise, right, and mm -hmm. really becoming the expert in your field, nothing says expert, right? And nothing can even say like being an authority in your topic without the word author in it. Um, because authorship is, it doesn't matter how many courses you create. I think sometimes it's like authoring a book is like the be all end all even though the course is going to make you a whole lot more money and help people in a much deeper way. There's just a credibility when you like, you know, step onto Oprah's couch or whatever, you know, good morning America, their local news and all oh, they're the author of fill in the blank. There there's, there's a credibility and a clout that comes along with that, like nothing else. And it is much more so for the book that you have written all on your own versus you know, getting other people to contribute chapters to a book. That's, that's a whole other, that's a whole other thing. So I, if someone like has something to share and you are an expert, or you're really kind of leaning into that expert status and being an authority in your field, um, I would highly recommend that you write your own book on whatever your topic of expertise is. You can use those interviews as sort of what I call supporting characters, right? You're going to teach what you're going to teach in your book. But you can interview people to actually, I was interviewed by one of our own clients about a book she was writing on leadership. And it's like, you know, it's her book, but she pulled in interviews to help drive home the points that she was already teaching in her book. Um, and that's one way to use interviews, but still maintain the expertise of it being all you rather than a, you know, collection of multiple chapters from multiple people. That's awesome. Um, Let's talk about brain clutter. You just mentioned you were in a spa hotel in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and you got kind of got your download of the process. How does how does one overcome the the writer's block or the structure thing? Like how how do you kind of organize the chaos in your head when you you're an expert and super passionate about something? Most important thing is to not try writing the book before you've laid your foundation in place. And, you know, one of the things that we help our clients do inside the get your book done program is sort of like lay the foundation and set the banks of the river because brain clutter happens when there's just all the stuff swirling around and there's no former structure to have all of this stuff go. So it ends up everywhere, right? It's on your phone. It's on your you know notepad on your desk. It's in a document in your computer. It's in your journal. It's like, it's everywhere and it's messy and it's kind of like the river that doesn't have any banks it's uncontained it's just stuff everywhere and it's a mess so the most important thing you've got to do first to eradicate the brain clutter is to start to lay a foundation and there is a series of you know core questions which you can start with at the url that chris gave you earlier on freebookwritinghelp.com that will give you like the, the some of the 
first foundational questions in our program. It actually is the actual get your book done program. You just get the first module, which is some of these core foundation building pieces. Because the more that you can get clear on the foundation and set that foundation in place, then, then you have a better feel of like, okay, here's who my ideal reader is. And here's what this book is going to do. Here's the problem they're facing. Here's the solution that I've got for them. You know, here's why I'm writing this book. And here's the ways that I really see this book being able to transform not only myself, right, but also my readers' lives, my business, you know, the world. So once you get all of that clarity in place, that's like the rigorous work. And then, you know, then it's easy to kind of like, okay, yeah, this thing that I wrote, like this will, this will go perfect in here in this section of the book. Um, but the clutter happens when you don't have the foundation and the structure. It, it, it's just... It's really hard to write a book without foundation and structure. What, um, if you could wave a magic wand with an expert, would you recommend they write the book or make a course first? Let's say if they had the choice or they they were like. It really depends upon the stage that they're at in their business. Okay. Right. Cause they're like, if someone's starting out early and they're like, you know, I'm in the place where I've really got to be making the money to bring in the sales, to get this business going in that case, you're going to make a lot more money off a course than you're going to make off of a book. But if you're like advanced enough in your career or you, you know, you've got private clients that you're working with and you like, you, you're not in that, like, okay, I got to generate, generate, generate mode, but you know, you're ready to take it to whatever your next level is. If that's the case, then the book will bring an authority that the course just can't, um, you know, like if someone introduces you at a party, like, oh yeah, they created a course on whatever. It's a very different situation than if you get introduced to someone at a party, it's like, oh yeah, they're the author of blah, 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 book. Expertise, credibility, all of that um, makes sense. So you just have to look at where are you at in your, in your life? You know, we have clients who come to us, like they're retired from their career, you know, maybe they're in their sixties. And they just, they have to do this because it's a legacy piece. Yeah. Right. Like in that case, you know, then write the book because it's all about the book. Um, it, it's there, there's no one size fits all. Some people will tell you it's one size fits all. You have to do the course first. You have to do the book first. Um, our, with our companies, we're very much like, well, what's going to be best for you, for where you're at, who you are what you want your business to look like, what you want your life to look like, and what's going to be the best vehicle to help you get there. Um, in many cases, it is a book, but not in every case. Sometimes a course makes sense first. Well, let's, let's look at uh, like kind of the organizational brain here. And I guess a nuanced question for you is how is creating a book outline different from creating a course outline? I'm sure they're similar and you, they can uh, there's similar qualities of both processes, but how, how do you see those as being different? They are very similar. Um, the thing with a course that you really need to keep in mind is ideally, you know, someone's going to be watching videos and it's going to be supported by action guides or whatever your other tools are that they're going to be using inside of that course, access to coaching and things like that, things like that. So when you're developing the course, you're really looking for the deeper dive, the interaction, the doing the work of what you're teaching them. Um, so you need to make sure that when you're developing the course, you develop it with that in mind. How are they going to really you know, do this and execute it in their life to get whatever the transformation is that they're looking for? Whereas with a book, sometimes with a book, it's more teaching like 
philosophy approach. And maybe you're, you know, giving some of the, here's what to do first, second, third, fourth, fifth. And it's the five modules of your train of your program of your course, but it's not, it doesn't go quite as deep. So it's a different type of experience that the author, the reader is having with the book than they're having with the course. And in a perfect world, right? Like they read through the book and they kind of get a taste of what this is. And then they find out that there's a course on this where they get to deep dive and have access to, you know, more training and information and processes and all of that structure, you know, then they go right into the book or right into the course from the book, right? In a perfect world, that would happen. Let's talk about, I mean, there's that famous quote, writing is rewriting or whatever. And looking at books, but also courses, you've done the same course and improved it over 15 years. Um, what is, how do we know, or how do you approach while at the same time handling imposter syndrome, the need to edit and refine and distill and, and do that both in the, the written book and also in the online course? Yeah. Well, one of the things that I would say is done is better than perfect. Because if you are waiting for perfection, it's never going to happen. There will always be something that you can improve in your book, in your course. And sometimes good is just good enough, right? And having something available in the form of a book or the form of a course to sell and impact people's lives is way better than delaying it by years. Or we've seen people delay writing a book for decades, right? Because they have this idea that it has to be perfect. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect. It can always adjust. We live in a world now where like, you don't have to order 50,000 copies of a book, right? And fill your garage from floor to ceiling, floor to ceiling just to get the price low enough. Like that's, that's what it was like when I started, um, you know, out in this industry. But now it's like, good is good enough. Like do, do the best that you can do with it. Understanding that it's not going to be perfect. And it might be that, you know, like I did a 10 year edition a 10 year anniversary edition of my book, The Freedom Formula, because like so much had happened in the 10 years since it was out. It's like, I need to update this book. So, you know, like you can always update it, load a new file up into, you know, Amazon or Ingram or however you're using to publish. And like, you know, the update's done. So it doesn't have to be super hard. Um, and one of the things I always tell people is to really, please, 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 please try to not edit while you write. Let your writing process happen in the flow. Don't stop yourself by trying to perfect every sentence before you move on. Because you're going, if you're going to publish a book, you're going to work with an editor. Or I hope you're going to work. Please make sure you work with an editor. Just don't take what you wrote and just publish it. It has to go through an editing process first to make it the best book that it can be to represent you and your expertise. That editing process will flush out so much that you'll be amazed at like how much your book can improve from when you think that you're done with it and you send it in, which is another reason why it's important to like not try to get it to perfect because editing is going to shift and change. And well, what about this? Or that doesn't make sense. Or this is awesome. Like, can we do more of this over here? And a good editor is going to help you with that. And it is not worth your time trying to strive for perfection, seeing that someone who's job it is to bring your book as close to perfection as possible is going to be reviewing it. So you write, let the editors edit. I always say you don't, you don't have to be a writer to be an author. You have to have something to say. You have to be a messenger. 
to be an author because the editors will take your words and make them, you know, sing off the page. That's awesome. That's a good quote, by the way. <laughs> the, the, uh, <laughs> uh, what about timeline? And I know it varies and it depends and all that, but if let's say somebody was working with you or your process, your system, and I, I think I saw somewhere uh, months, not years to, to get progress or get the book done. Let's say somebody has full-time focus or somebody has, and also somebody has, um, they're doing it on the side around their, their main thing. So they have nights and weekends for both those avatars. What, what's a realistic timeline? Um, well, I'll tell you what our records are first. Okay. <laughs> like we had someone come into the online, the get your book done online program and had their manuscript done on the seventh day of their membership. Mm. And we're like, what? She's like, well, they had something I, to say. <laughs> yeah, they had something to say, and they set yeah. it up that they could just dedicate the entire week. It wasn't a huge book. It was probably maybe, you know, 30, 40,000 words. So substantial, but not ginormous. Um, our second place is 33 days. But we really find that the person, especially who's kind of doing it sort of on the on the side, they've got something else going on. They don't have full-time focus. Typically, it's more like six months. Okay. Um, to write the book. And like when we publish the book, we always tell people it's another six months to publish um, because of the quality control that we have on every book and the customization and the multiple rounds of, you know, editing assessment first, and then, you know, a couple rounds of editing, and then not just one round of proofing, but a couple of rounds of proofing, um, you know, custom cover, all of that stuff takes time. So for us, you know, someone can come to us with an idea and as long as they kind of stick to the, the plan that we laid out, you know, a year later, they're going to be, you know, talking about their book launch date. Um, so, and there's, That's, you know, there's a lot in between. Talk to us about the self-doubt and the imposter syndrome. Cause I, that's rampant. I see it in the course creator community. Yeah. I know you see it in the writing community. Yeah, absolutely. What is that and how do people get past it? Um, well, Imposter syndrome, I find often happens when people like are really good at something, but they haven't yet owned, like they don't yet take ownership of how good they are. So they feel like the imposter, like they're doing it and they're doing well at it, but they don't see themselves as everyone else sees them. Um, and to move through that, like I, I always say, like the only way out of that imposter, imposter syndrome is through, is like just going through it head on. And what we find with the people that we work with is as they get into their book and they start seeing it come to life and they start seeing the form and, oh my gosh, like their back cover copy is like amazing. And the chapters are written and, you know, they're feeling really good about it. Imposter syndrome, like it doesn't become something that they're, that is plaguing them anymore like every step they take forward with their book and clarity and confidence and focus and courage to like put themselves out there. It's like imposter syndrome is just the thing that's left in the wake. Um, but it is not, uh, it is not like something that they're beating down directly. They're just stepping into and owning their own brilliance and their own expertise. And the more they do that through the process, it, it just, it naturally becomes a thing of the past. Wow, we've, we've seen it over and over. It's, it's, it is like, that's the best part of helping people write books is seeing 
who they are at the end versus who they are at the beginning. At least the way we not, I mean, not everyone walks people through a book, you know, writing journey, like it's going to change their life, but we do. And then we see it do that. And, you know, by the end, it's so funny. Like I was just on a call recently with um, some clients and, you know, one of them's like, you know, it's so weird. It's like my book's about to come out, but like, I used to think the book was everything and it kind of is, but like who I became in this process like the book is just more like the cherry on top of that. Um, and that's how we really help people just kind of eradicate imposter syndrome and self-doubt is, is by pushing through the process, which isn't always fun and easy. Um, sometimes it's hard, uh, but it's so worth it. And it does, it changes lives. You're a, obviously a transformational like course creator and author yourself and you help other people. You're like an engine of transformation through others what um what makes a transformational work whether it's a book or a course versus something that's okay like how do you get to that kind of transformational level uh magnum opus or whatever yeah absolutely and this will actually be the first process that anyone goes through who goes over to freebookwritinghelp.com okay um because when i was sort of going through my own dark night of soul having written a book that wasn't really it just wasn't the right book. And then I built a business, you know, of decent size on top of this book that just wasn't quite right for me. I wasn't, it was, it was the right book, but not the right time. I was, I, it was a book I should have been reading, not a book I should have been writing kind of thing. And when all of that imploded at my own hand, I just pulled the plug in it. I'm like, this is so out of alignment. I can't do this. Like, this is not what I'm here to do. I, really had to go on like my own personal quest and be like, well, you know, I've got all this expertise in authorship. And even long before I'd been doing authorship, I'd been facilitating transformational women's retreats, right? For years before I ever published a book. So I can't say how it happened other than just like sheer desperation and like begging, you know, for the universe, like show me, show me what I'm supposed to, you know, get out of this. And what it showed me is it's like, you know, your, your spot in this world is to combine what you know as a transformational leader and facilitator with what you know about authorship and turn the book into a transformational experience and help people become transformational authors. I'm like, great. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> right. So I go to Google and I put in quotes because I like what transformational author, like put it in quotes, like, what does that mean? And I mean, Google had nothing. I mean, I think it's probably the only time I've ever seen Google come up with like, we're sorry, but we didn't have any results. <laughs> on. I'm like, oh my God, that doesn't help. You know, like this is what I'm supposed to do, but what is it? And I had to define it. And the way that I defined it was actually not really by definition, but by lenses um, or what has come to be known as something called the transformation quadrant. And the transformation quadrant consists of four questions and they're the essential four questions that every author really needs to be able to answer um, in order to move through this journey, um, through, the trans through that lens of transformation. And the first question is, what is the transformation that you want for yourself as a result of writing this book? And like, that's a question that often shot, they're like, well, you know, I'm supposed to be my reader and the problem I solve, it's like, yes, but first, you're the author, right? It's about you. 
What do you want to shift? Do you want to release imposter syndrome? Do you finally want to feel like you've come into alignment with your soul's purpose? You know, is it, you know, maybe it's for you just to show people that you could do it. Um, you know, and like have that feeling of confidence, like, you know, all those naysayers out there can just, you know, go somewhere else because like I did this and you want to feel yourself as the person who did it. Um, it, whatever the transformation is first and foremost, you're going to look at what you want for yourself as a result of this book coming out. Second thing that you're going to look at is then what is the transformation that you want for your reader? And this kind of takes the whole problem solution thing just a little bit deeper, um, like what truly do you want to be transformed in the heart and soul and mind of your ideal reader? Um, and when you really get connected with that, it's like, it comes out the pages of the book. It comes out through your words. Um, the third question to ask yourself is the tra what transformation do you want for your business as a result of writing this book? Because as I experienced with my first book, certainly it can be the key that turns over the engine of a business. And it did mine. I mean, I had a half million dollar business within six months of my book coming out. Um, but it wasn't the right business because I didn't have this quadrant yet. And I didn't ask most especially the first question. Um, but your book can really transform your business. And you want to know how exactly do I want my book to do that? And then the fourth, fourth question to ask is what transformation do I want to see in the world as a result of my book being out? Um, and, you know, that's where you really get to look at, well, man, like maybe the divorce rate, you know, comes down or people figure out how to have happier marriages, or maybe there's, you know, fewer kids who are, you know, every day contemplating suicide because they figured out a way to, you know, work through the mental challenge, you know, the mental health challenges they've been having, or, you know, maybe it's helping that more people figure out how to do their businesses so that they're actually, you know, enjoying lives that they love instead of going to the grind every day and coming home, you know, being a stinky wife, husband, parent, child, friend. I'm like, what's the bigger impact? So when you look through those four lenses of the transformations that you want for yourself, for your reader, for your business, for the world, and you're willing to take on this writing process through those lenses, like that is a transformational author. Um, and the topic is almost uh, irrelevant um, if, if you're clear on those four, four transformations. Thank you for sharing that. I, I have a visual image of like making that and then framing it and putting it at your writing desk. And if you ever get lost or need a little pick me up, just look oh, yeah. at the transformation quadrant. That's yeah. so cool. And the amazing thing is like, I always love when we're at sort of at the end of the journey with a client and, you know, they'll say something like, oh my gosh, like I'm like, I'm not the same person I was when I started this process. I'm like, go back and take a look at your quadrant and especially the, you know, first question with the transformation that you want for yourself and just go take a look. And then they'll come back and they'll be like, when I wrote that, I had no idea that it was even possible or how that would happen. And now not only am I, am, am I that, have I had that transformation, but then there's been others on top of it that I didn't even know were in my consciousness to write at the beginning of the process. And we just see that over and over and over and over again with our clients, um, you know, some of whose books you see behind me on the shelves. And it, it, it really is amazing. Nothing more rewarding than that. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you just some tactical, technical questions just for the people that are kind of thinking about, you know, starting this kind of book business or doing the, the work. So kind of rapid fire style, 
Um, what, uh, what do you, what do you write a book in? Do you get special software like Scrivener or use word or pages or what, what do you write a book in? I personally write in word. Yeah. <laughs> we do have clients who work in Scrivener as well, or of course pages for people who are on Macs, but, um, I write in word. What about the publishing process? Where does one get a book cover done? A number of different places. If you're working with any sort of publisher, whether it be traditional or um, a hybrid or an indie, kind of like what we do, they will be handling the book cover for you. If you are completely self-publishing your book, a lot of people will find book cover designs on places like Fiverr or 99designs or things like that. What, um, what do you recommend for the self-publisher, like in terms of the platform or the where, where do they do that? Yeah, if you're if you're doing everything on your own, and even with a lot of you know hybrid and indie publishers, they're using the Amazon platform. They're using Kindle, you know KDP Kindle Direct Publishing um, because Amazon, love it or lump it, um, it is you know the place that you want to make sure your book is at. So a lot of people are just publishing directly um, on KDP and then getting distribution. You know in other places through Ingram spark and things like that. But Amazon's kind of like the behemoth, um, in the industry. If we don't have an editor, where do we get one? <laughs> well, again, if you're working with a traditional hybrid or indie publisher like us, I mean, they've got teams of editors. Um, so you're covered in that area. If you're doing it on your own, um, you can actually, like, I actually found one of our editors, she's one of our senior editors. Now she's been with me for Oh my gosh. I think since my third, third book, it's like 2006, she's been with me. And I found her on, on the earlier iteration. I forget even the name of it of like Upwork. Um, so you can actually go find decent people there. If you know what to look for, don't work with a rookie. Don't be willing to be the one that someone like gains their first, you know, five-star rating on. Um, but you can actually find fairly decent people in a place, places like Upwork or ask around, like ask around to your author friends because um, so, they have good referrals too. So you have a publishing company yourself as well? Yeah. yeah. And what's that called? Kapusha Publishing. It's C-A-P-U-C-I-A, kapushapublishing.com. Awesome. And what does that, like, what does that do for someone in the sense that like, okay, I've, I don't know what to do this uh, I thought about self-publishing, but I really want some help. What what benefits do they get working with Capucha? Uh, pretty much everything. Like okay. the only thing that you really have to do is deliver us a manuscript that is good enough shape that we can move forward with the editorial assessment process. But all the editing, all the proofing, all the design, all the interior layout, all the loading to the you know proper sites, figuring out the right genre, figuring out the right price of the book, making sure that the files are formatted correctly, um, offering you you know six months of marketing support alongside of the publishing process, so that you're moving through our proprietary marketing map and learning about book marketing and having one-on-one -on -one consultations with our team, you know to really help you just like decide and determine and focus in on what are you going to be doing. Um, to help you market your book, you know, while we're making everything happen and getting things optimized and running your first 30 days of ads and, you know, sending out a media release when the book comes out. And so you come to us and it's like, you don't have to go anywhere else. Um, we handle every detail, dot every I, cross every T. And most importantly for a lot of authors, like we know your name. We always know what's happening with your manuscript. There's people to call or text 
or email and be personally responded to um, and just, you know, have an incredible team walking you through and guiding you through every single process, answering every question, um, especially the ones that you don't even know that you're supposed to be asking. We'll answer those for you too. That's awesome. And, and at the end, and, and with our model, like at the end of it, you keep all of your rights and all of your royalties. Because with like typical hybrid publishers, you're paying them once to do all the services that I sort of just described, but not even all of them. Some of them don't really do a whole lot around marketing, but then you're also paying them a second time every time you sell a book. Because when it comes to books, marketing is always a responsibility of the author. Even if you're a random house author, like you have to be involved and engaged in the marketing process. Um, but with a typical hybrid, you're paying them, you know, to publish the book, but then they're also usually keeping 50% on every book sold. So you're only getting 50% of what you sell. Um, and with us, we, our authors keep all their rights. They keep all their royalties and it's just a straight fee for service type of arrangement. That's awesome. A few more questions before we go about your course. Sure. What you've been, you've had the same course for so long, which is really fascinating. And you know, you found the transformation, the people you want to help. That's what your course is there for. What, what have you done? What, what are the main things you do like over the years to make it better or update it or whatever? Like how, how do you improve it over, over so many years? Absolutely. Um, well, we did go from audio which is how it originally came out. So it was out. audio only. That's it was right. audio only, you okay. betcha. Yeah. It was audio only before the days of everything being in video. So of course we updated everything to video. Um, when we did that update to video, we really looked at the content. Well, and of course in 2011, when the transformation quadrant was developed and you know this whole journey started, we went in and we added um, you know, a whole preliminary module that made sure that we covered that um, first and foremost before anything else. So we you know, made that update. Um, and as things have changed in the industry, the publishing industry today, if, you know, 15 years later, or from when I published my first book, 18 years later is radically different. I mean, my first books were published before the Kindle existed. Like it was only print. There was no such thing as digital. There wasn't a digital reader and nothing along those lines. So the industry has really transformed. Um, so we went in and we updated everything. We really helped people understand the different types of publishing models out there and, you know, pros and cons of each, how to know which one is right for you. So we just keep kind of layering on pieces. And if it's outside of the core content, but we know that it's important for them, then we'll bring it in as, you know, a bonus or like a secondary, you know, offering. Um, so those are some of the things that we've done. You mentioned uh, inside your course, you have action guides, I think. Mm -hmm. What are those and how do you make those? Because I mean, a course is more than just the content. They are, it can be. So what are you doing in your action guides? Yeah, with the action guides, because like the way that, that we designed the lessons inside of each module is it's a relatively short video on like one specific step that is like, this is the time to be taking the step in the book before you go on, do this. Because you got to write a book, not just watch videos here, right? Right. <laughs> so there's very specific instruction on what to do. And every instruction that I give in every one of the lessons, the 44 lessons that we've got, there is an action guide that is like, okay, here's, here's what I just talked about, like print it out, put it, you know, three hole punch it, stick it in your binder and do 
the exercises, answer the questions. Don't just have this be a video that I watch, but do the work. You know, I like, I tell people how to go out and do certain research at, you know, their local bookstore, even a library. And, you know, they take the action guide along. It's like, okay, I gotta do this first and find these kinds of books and put them in these kinds of stacks and then analyze this. And, you know, so um, it just takes the teaching and gives them a way to, you know, make it concrete. That's awesome. Tell us about your podcast as we start to land the plane here. Yeah, well, my podcast is called Get Your Book Done. We post um, two new episodes every month where I just talk with, you know, everyday authors, best-selling authors. I recently had a conversation with Eckhart Tolle's um, publisher of The Power of Now, my colleague, Mark Allen. And we just, we talk books, we talk writing, we talk marketing, we talk mindset, we talk, you know, everything that's going to help an author succeed on the Get Your Book Done podcast. All right. Well, tell us about what people can find on your website one more time uh, from the, the freebookwritinghelp.com and then also on your main site. Yeah, well, freebookwritinghelp.com, it gives you free access to the entire first module of our award-winning Get Your Book Done program. So you're going to go in, watch the videos, get access to the action guides, download those and do the work of beginning to lay that solid foundation for your book. So um, that's what you're going to get there at freebookwritinghelp.com. And then at getyourbookdone.com, you're just going to see, you know, who we are, our philosophy, what we do, how to, you know, get connected with us, learn more about our programs. The podcast, of course, is posted there as well. And then kapushapublishing.com is where you'll see everything publishing related, you know, the types of book we publish, how to get connected and have a conversation with our publishing team to see if we might be a good fit for you. Our services are listed out there and, you know, great detail and all the different phases of the publishing process. So that's at kapushapublishing.com. Christine, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing so many uh, gems. Like you've had, you've been in this industry for decades and um, you've really delivered a ton of value here. Um, thanks for coming on. Thanks for helping so many people out there who have a book or a course inside of them, an expert with a, a message or a calling that's trying to get out. That's a real transformation engine in the world. So I'm, I'm grateful to, uh, that you're doing that work and have done that work and are helping so many people. So thanks so much. And uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Anytime. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. Did you enjoy that episode? Tell your friends and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And I've got a gift for you over at lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Go to lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Keep learning, keep taking action, and I'll see you in the next episode.